0: What's up, guys, and welcome to the We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, a sports ethos presentation. I'm your host, Sam Orlick, with you here today on Sunday, May 15th, getting ready to recap and break down the Game 6 closeout victory, Golden State Warriors over the Memphis Grizzlies. One ten to 92 is the final score. I've got some key takeaways that I want to get into on the Memphis side and on the Warriors side, followed by a look ahead to the upcoming matchup, um, for the Western Conference finals, uh, Warriors could, could see either the Dallas Mavericks or Phoenix Suns. We'll find out today, big game sevens happening in both, in both the West or the East, um, and so yeah, let's uh, let's get right into it. Talking about the Memphis side first, um, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to the Memphis Grizzlies. I thought that this was an incredibly hard-fought series um, for a second-round semifinals Western, you know, Western Conference semifinals matchup. The Grizzlies, obviously, losing John Morant, um, Desmond Bain banged up, Stephen Adams in health and safety protocols until game three. Uh, just a lot of of issues on the injury front, and then on the Warriors side, obviously the devastating injury to Gary Payton II. No Igudala, who's been dealing with neck spasms and is set to be reevaluated next week. James Wiseman obviously has not played a game yet this season. So, um, and then lastly, Otto Porter Jr. dealing with the right foot soreness, the injury that he. Um, really the Warriors have been trying to manage all season kind of flared up um, later into this into this matchup so obviously you know I'm not gonna sit here and try and equal out the injuries on both sides that's just a part of playoff basketball It's something that I've been talking about in my shows a big part of maintaining sustained postseason success is health you can have the best team in the regular season you can have you know some of the most success and feel really confident going into the playoffs, but you need to have your um, your best players, your main players, your role players. You need to have your guys available, and you need depth because when they're not available, you need someone else to step up and fill in and be able to make adjustments. And so that's what I think I really want to call out for the Memphis Grizzlies that's most impressive. You lose your star, the building block of your franchise, John Morant, Um, And for Taylor Jenkins and the coaching staff really being able to pivot and change directions as far as what they're trying to execute offensively, defensively without Morant, you um, inject Steven Adams into the starting lineup, you bring in Tyus Jones to fill in at the starting point guard spot, and you kind of make the change from this high-flying, you know, shoot a lot of threes, get a lot of dunks, get out in transition, get a lot of steals type offense, to a much more deliberate, bring the ball up the floor, work it inside, get it into the paint, um, punish the Warriors inside. And so, you know, I think this is, um, you know, Stephen Adams caused a lot of problems for the Warriors. So did Kyle Anderson, Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, Memphis's length in the front court was an issue, and so I got to give a lot of credit to the Memphis Grizzlies for being able to really continue to make the to make the Matchup in the series competitive even after losing John morant they had the incredible you know 40-50 point blowout victory in game uh, in game five and this was really an intriguing matchup kind of the old guard versus the new um, old guard being the warriors that have what I believe is the most winningest the most playoff winningest core active of current players when you're talking about Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Kavon Looney, Andre Iguodala. And then you have the new guard, this um, very young and talented and bright future for the likes of uh, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., Brandon Clark, um, and others. So yeah, I think that was really great. On the Memphis side, I do think that Um, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. had his moments early in the matchup, you know, hitting a ton of threes, attacking the rim, making his presence felt defensively. I do feel like he he struggled with consistency with his three point shot. There are at times where he kind of disappears offensively and he's not able to attack the rim. Um he also struggles in picking up fouls, both on the offensive fouls and defensively. So you know, it's really hard to play as a modern day big, especially as a big that that's mobile and wants to block shots. And so he continues to improve and work on his game, but I do see him once he starts to get that figured out. I mean, this guy's the limit for this guy with his length, his size, his ability to step out and hit the three. um, He's already proven, you know, to have defensive chops, led the league in blocks, um, total blocks for for the regular season um dylan brooks very impressive to see him work defensively you know the shot he'll either shoot you in or out of games and in the case of this game six dylan brooks was just on fire he had 30 points um took him quite a few shots to get there but in a closeout game you know you definitely liked what dylan brooks brought you as far as putting up points to keep you in the game tyus jones you know one of the best assist to turnover ratios in the league i thought he did an incredible job stepping up Um, with the injury to John Morant running the offense the first unit for Taylor Jenkins admirably um, very effective attacking the rim with his floater is able to step out and hit the three takes care of the ball like I said um, doesn't commit a lot of turnovers and then Steven Adams he obviously was a key part of this Memphis strategy to go big and punish the Warriors you know there's a lot of what-ifs could have been's if, if he had been available from the start of the series um, you know it, it's interesting. So I actually felt like the John Morant-less Memphis Grizzlies gave the Warriors more challenges than the John Morant Grizzlies because they played big, and so with all of that size, they were able to get easy looks inside. Now, sure, what we did see as um, the flip side of that is the Stephen Adams group without John Morant struggled to score down the stretch when the Warriors. Um, really locked in defensively in some of these uh, late fourth quarter situations talking about um, the game four victory that the Warriors squeezed out and the game six victory the Warriors kind of got away the game got away late these were very close games you know five six minutes left in the fourth and so when you don't have guys who can um, execute offensively and knock down a shot, you're going to have trouble closing out, you know, key important victories. And so there, I think the Grizzlies struggled missing Morant, but I do think that with Adams starting at the five, Jaron Jackson at the four, it did bring a very different look for the Memphis Grizzlies. They managed to control the possession game, um, didn't get a lot of turnovers, turned the Warriors over a lot. Um, Interestingly enough, the Warriors out-rebounded the Grizzlies in five out of the six games. The one outlier was the 50-point blowout loss um, in Memphis. So, Memphis, props to you. You're going to be a great franchise for many years. um, And this is just a part of the learning curve as you make your ascension to greatness in the Western Conference. Um, The Warriors had to do the same thing as well. Um, Warriors... You know, losing to the Clippers, losing to the Spurs, lots of experience with early postseason exit early in their dynastic run um, prior to the Steve Kerr era, and so this is kind of just the way the way of the world. It you know, young players with a lot of with a lot of upside, a lot of talent, a lot of skill, a lot of desire, a lot of fire and competitiveness. That's all great. Um, you just need to get a little bit more experience to understand what it's going to take to win at the highest level um, because the difference between winning and losing in some of these playoff series is so small um, the the room in which you are able to make mistakes and still win um or not execute and still win is so small um you talk about this game six and we we'll just kind of segue here right into some into some warrior stuff you know Andrew Wiggins, first and foremost, one of the most important players for the Warriors so far in this postseason run, especially in this Memphis series. You know, I got to give a ton of credit to Andrew Wiggins down the stretch. First half of game six, Wiggins was one of eight from the field. Second half, he was very aggressive, looking for his shot, knocking down the open three. And more especially, um keyed off an important stretch midway through the fourth that really turned the tide and helped the Warriors get out in front, establish a lead that then they were able to manage and control through the rest of the fourth to close out the victory. So Poole subs in for sorry, Andrew Wiggins subs in for Jordan Poole at about the seven-minute mark. And um soon after Desmond Bain hits a three-pointer to take the lead. Grizzlies are up by one. Wiggins hits a wide open three um puts the Warriors up two. next play Dylan Brooks dribbles it off his foot at the top of the key Andrew Wiggins takes that into a dunk Warriors up by five Grizzlies call a timeout Warriors get another stop Curry hits a three and Warriors hold on the rest of the way so again Andrew Wiggins just he's your fourth best scorer on this team um maybe in this series you'd bump him up to third best Jordan Poole really struggled after John Morant went down the Grizzlies really made him a focal point on both sides of the floor both attacking Jordan Poole when he was playing defense and then on offense really limiting his ability to do the things that he's been so good at Um, hit wide open shots uh, attack the rim and get to the free throw line um, and just giving him space to operate and, and and so forth and so yeah i mean this is what we talked about all-star starter wiggins this was one of if not the best you know performances from andrew wiggins that we've seen thus far there's a great story that um the shoot around uh morning of this game six wiggins goes to mike brown and asks him if he can pick up tyus jones full court for the full 48 minutes of the game um And Mike Brown's like, "Uh, yeah, go for it. If you're feeling up to doing that for the whole game, please do. And so it just shows you, you know, and Andrew Wiggins said, I'm locked in, coach. It just shows you that this is what it takes to win. You got to have not just good star players. You need role players. You need guys who say, look, I know I'm not Steph Curry. I know I'm not Clay Thompson. Um, I know I'm not going to take 20 shots. I know I might not get 30 points, but I'm going to do whatever it takes to help my team win. Whether that's uh, ride the bench, whether that's um, pick up full court, whether that's get 22 rebounds, if your name's Kavon Looney, whether that's make 10 assists, whether that's hit open shots, whatever it is, you need guys who understand it's about the team. They don't care about their stats, they don't care about their minutes. They just want to win and win at the highest level and compete and do whatever it takes to help their team get there and do that. And to see Andrew Wiggins' journey from really just being a, you know, first-round pick, guy who can put up 20, you know, get 20-plus points on 20-plus shots but never really do anything, come into this situation now where, you know— you're playing with better players offensively. You're playing with better players defensively too. And Draymond Green, you know, you're not necessarily the best in any one thing, but you're still able to use the talents and skills that you have, your length, your athleticism, your toughness, rebound the ball, get out in the open floor, hit the open three, make the right play, um, and do it at a high level. And that ends up being your, you know, Wiggins, stability and willingness to just show up, play hard, not get injured, be available, um no drama. You know, it's just been incredible. Um so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what this team can do when you have a guy like Andrew Wiggins step step up like that and fill in the gaps and just be able to be one of the best rebounders for the Warriors, hit the open three, um play really tough defense. It just it just increases this team's ceiling, um, you know, by by a significant amount. So Andrew Wiggins, incredible game six performance, really impressed with his play, excited to see what he continues to do in the rest of this series. You know, you're going to end up seeing the likes of like a Devin Booker, a Luka, Don- Luka Doncic, um, could be Miami, could be Milwaukee, could be Boston. So there's going to be a lot of wings Um, that we're going to continue to see in this postseason run for the Warriors. So excited to see what Andrew Wiggins continues to bring to the table for this team. Guys, I just wanted to take a minute and let you know or remind you, if you didn't already know, that, you know, the fantasy offseason doesn't exist, right? There's only the pre-draft season. There's the season and the pre-draft season. And here at Sports Ethos, the pre-draft season has already begun we've got incredible experts that are putting out important lessons learned and draft analysis on the incoming rookies. So you, yes, you, the listeners can get a jump on your draft prep. We'll have incredible free agency and summer league coverage as well, but you got to be a part of the premium membership team. So head to sportsethos.com Now click on the premium tab and grab a fantasy pass today. Seriously, Cook yourself one extra lunch per month because it's only 5 dollars See you guys there. So we hit on Andrew Wiggins, his incredible run. Um, Kavon Looney. I mean, 22 rebounds in five assists. 11 of those were offensive rebounds. This was Kavon Looney's best game of his career. He's been the unsung hero for the Warriors all season long. Um, playing in all 82 games, starting for a significant amount of games with James Wiseman never came back, Draymond Green missed 30 games. Looney held it down at the center spot basically by himself most of the season. Um, not most of the season, but for a significant portion of the season. And so this was, you know, coming into the game six, there was a lot of questions about what the Warriors should do. Should they go small and start Jordan Poole? Do you, do you start Green and Looney and, and go big and try and match them but deal with spacing issues? And so the Warriors, you know, Steve Kerr Brain Trust, you know, Steve Kerr Health and Safety Protocols, Mike Brown has been stepping in admirably for him. But the coaching staff Brain Trust for the Warriors opted to go big, to go with the vets, to go with the core. And it paid off. I mean, Looney was just an absolute monster on the boards this was a i'm gonna take this thing personal stephen adams has just been a bully to us on the boards not tonight not at our house i'm not gonna let it happen and so for all you looney haters out there this is why kevon looney is a part of the team this is why kevon looney is such an important foundational piece for this group he knows what his role is sure He's not going to get five blocks. He's not going to throw down thunderous dunks like Gary Payton. He's not going to be an above-the-rim kind of guy. There's going to be moments and matchups and and games and situations where he maybe looks like he's a step slow or what have you. But in all of that that Looney gives up, he is so incredibly good at the things he can do. Set good screens, um, find the open guy, not turn the ball over, rebound the ball um convert easy shots at the rim just be in the right place at the right time know your role and understand the system and execute it flawlessly and that's really the magic behind Kevon looney um just this guy who's still you know far from his prime or just soon to be entering his prime 26 27 years old at Kevon looney with with a lot with a lot left in the tank and so for a guy um, that has come off all of these surgeries and all of these injuries and really just played played through it all season. No complaints, no issues, no nagging injuries. I mean, wow, where would the Warriors be without Kafan Looney? So, um, time to talk about the big guns. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson obviously carrying the load for the Warriors offensively. Clay Thompson, six game six Clay, as they're now calling him. 30 points, 11 of 22 from the field, 8 of 14 from three, eight rebounds and three blocks. Klay um, Thompson talked about how emotional this game was for him, having having missed so many games um, and so many years of basketball, dealing with the injuries, and just having a special place in his heart now um, for these game sixes in which now he's historically, you know, been this pivotal piece in executing and helping the Warriors close out series in game sixes and, and avoid game sevens. And so, you know, Draymond Green had some very nice words for Clay after the game. Green talked about uh, Clay Thompson being the most competitive player he's ever played with. Um, and that's saying something for sure. Uh, coming from Draymond Green, who we all kind of consider this fiery guy who's got, you know, the most intensity um no it's not green it's clay thompson and clay thompson might not be as outwardly um vocal or demonstrative with his body language uh but he's got the fire and intensity and energy and he channels it and he lets you know with his game and that was i mean come on that stat line for clay thompson is just insane eight threes eight rebounds three blocks 30 points very efficient from the field This is just a quintessential um, elite two-way clay type of game. This is the kind of game that, you know, that you'd expect from, you know, one of the best shooters of all time. Um, One of the best two guards in the league today. So incredible performance from Klay Thompson. Great to see him bounce back. He had been struggling from the field and just overall with his play. Steph Curry, he had a tough time with his shot. 29 points, 10 of 27 from the field, 6 of 17 from three seven rebounds, a steal and two blocks. But again, Curry, a wizard down the stretch when it mattered most, able to get buckets for the Warriors um, and help put this team away, a steal in two blocks. I mean, the Warriors were just a menace defensively. That's really what it comes down to when your starting backcourt has five blocks. I mean, come on. Two of the greatest shooters of all time, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, and yet they combined for five blocks. So that was really great. Draymond Green... 14 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists, just quintessential Draymond Green line. Green was very aggressive offensively. He understood and made the adjustment, taking the open shot, taking up the space that Stephen Adams was giving him. Obviously, the 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 read on Draymond Green is to play off of him um, and, and force him to shoot. And so Green had really played into that strategy for some time, not being as aggressive as he should be um kind of just doing that thing where he gets the ball at the top of the rim and he or top of the key and he just holds the ball and he's looking for cuts and and guys to get open which is great but Memphis read all of that action and so what happened through several games of the series is that ended up more times than not turning into a turnover um the back door wasn't there uh Warriors were having trouble getting open so the adjustment here was to bring Draymond Green off the ball um run some sort of other action you know put Wiggins at the top with the ball or something like that let Draymond Green get it in different places in motion um to help kind of open up the floor and that really was um a key a key kind of strategic um adjustment that the Warriors made in this game six all the starters played heavy minutes um you know Mike Brown went with an eight-man rotation. Jordan Poole struggled in 24 minutes. Bielitsa got seven minutes. Damian Lee, 10 minutes. There isn't really much to take away from Damian Lee and Bielitsa. They were just there to fill in and give some guys some rest. Uh, Lee hit a three. That was about it. Um, Poole, I'm not worried about Poole. Jordan Poole has been absolutely incredible throughout the postseason, incendiary on offense. this was just a difficult matchup for him, and I'm sure he'll bounce back in the next round um, as we progress. Pool obviously is a very important role for this team. Backup point guard, he can start, he can hit three, he can be the leading scorer on the team. Um, it was nice to see him play through some... Adversity in this Memphis series, I do feel like Memphis Grizzlies matched up really well against Jordan Poole, being able to take away the things that he likes to do to be effective on offense and then really force him to work and punish him defensively. And so when John Morant really went down, that really played into the hands of the Grizzlies to be able to key in and focus on limiting Jordan Poole. So, um that's my recap and breakdown. For game six for this memphis warriors series um again a look ahead we've got dallas and phoenix playing today we'll be eagerly awaiting to see the results to find out who the warriors will take on in the western conference finals game one on wednesday should phoenix win the warriors will fly over to phoenix should dallas win the warriors will head back to chase center um, one final note here before we close out looking to do a another podcast with the memphis grizzlies team over here at sports ethos if you remember we did an episode um, a co-host episode coming into the series this would just be a nice kind of close out full circle episode with the group so keep your eyes open for that Thanks for tuning in, guys. Once again, this has been a We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, a sports ethos presentation. If you haven't already, please give me a follow on Twitter. That's S-D-O-R-L-I-K. Subscribe right to the show. Thanks for tuning guys.